Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 73 of Four Future Considerations. I'm John with my good friends Matt and Manny. Guys, how are you doing? John! How you been? Good, good. Loving the baseball. Loving the baseball playoffs, huh? Yeah. boy. There's no better way to spend four and a half hours, I tell you. Oh, Ugh. man. That five innings would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> They've been long. Well, I, but I thought I saw you post on social media you were watching wrestling or boxing? I uh, know it was UFC, actually, the other night, because um, was the game over or was it way out of reach? It was out of reach. Was it, was it was the Boston game. It was the Boston debacle. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes. And then I started flipping around. I'm like, oh, uh, George St. Pierre is on. And so I thought, oh, I'll watch this. And then um, he got his ass handed to him in like three and a half minutes. And then I went, I don't even know if this is live, actually. And uh, <laughs> I looked it up and it wasn't. So Monday mid-afternoon <laughs> UFC fights. Not the best card that they have. <laughs> the 70-year-old against the 65-year-old. That's quite a card. <laughs> oh, it was a good weekend, though. Did you guys have everyone had a good weekend? Uh, yeah, I went to Stratford for the weekend. Ooh, the big metropolis yeah, it was, of Stratford. Uh, very, uh, very theatrical. It was very cold. Did you see any swans? It was, uh, a lot, actually. Yeah. Did you? yeah, yeah. There were quite a few right down by the uh, Shakespeare Gardens. There were there were a couple down there. Ev actually came home with a stuffed. Well, she didn't come with us, but um, she got a stuffed swan out of it. Yeah, oh. yeah. So she she made out pretty good. Stellar trip for her, and she didn't even go. I know, I know. Crosby got a little moose uh, stuffy, and uh, I got a bunch of snacks, and yeah, it was good. That's Worked fantastic. Well. That's fantastic. I watch lots of sports. Good. I watch baseball, hockey. Good. Football. Won a lot of money on football on the weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I was perfect in my football bets. Were you? Yeah. Had a good four game parlay. Oh, man. For some reason. Yeah. For some reason, Arizona was the underdog against Cleveland. Big, too. Like two and a half. So I put big money on that. Won some good coin. Yeah. Dallas was losing at halftime against New England. So jumped in on that. It was a little bit dicey at the end. Right, right. Right, but pulled that one out. No, even though I well, hate the Cowboys. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm on a win streak, so I don't know when I'm going to go dive into the waters again, though. Yeah, I know. Now yeah. you got to be careful. Yeah, I got to keep that streak alive. You, you be ban careful. yourself from betting on these things. Yes, if you I have, have a bad weekend. Yeah. yeah, and on a good weekend, you kind of ban yourself again because you don't want to lose the the winning streak. Yeah, one on college football on Saturday oh, too. Man, so. this guy, Listen this guy this, here. Yeah. So every dog has its day, boys. Pave a sports book. <laughs> Welcome to episode 73 Listen, of the Pave a sports book. Have you seen my backyard? I need all the money I can get. <laughs> Did you to pay bet, for that. You bet $10,000 on the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, we got I wish. <laughs> we had some sod coming in. <laughs> got to landscape my yard. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I also went to a wedding on the weekend. Oh, you did? You Some nuptials? Yes. yes. Um, you guys will know Christy, who's uh, the producer at uh, the radio station No One Sound. She finally had her wedding that was postponed three times due to COVID. Uh-huh. And uh, 
we were there running our photo booth, my wife and I, and uh, took some pictures of uh, drunk people in the photo booth. And then a big surprise pulled out of the hat. Her uh, twin sister, her uh, she went to go and throw the bouquet. And instead of bowing, uh, throwing the bouquet, she walked over, handed it to her twin sister. The boyfriend got down and proposed right there in front wow. of everyone, handed her a ring. Wow, I am pretty, I'm pretty dead inside, but I, I had a little tear in my eye. It was, a, it was a good moment. <laughs> How about that? That's yeah. really cool. Good for the twin yeah. sister to steal her sister's biggest day. <laughs> <laughs> they shared a womb, and now they get to share the biggest day of uh, Look, <laughs> their sister's life. I'm, I'm glad you said that because that was the first thing that popped in my head. And every time I see that at a wedding. Uh-huh. I think about why would you do that on yeah. that person's day? Okay, I, okay, my turn. I, yeah, I, I like Christy a lot. I think Christy's great. Congratulations yeah. to Christy and Mr. Christy. Makes good cookies. Yeah, he makes great cookies. <laughs> but no, it was it was Christy's idea actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, they decided to surprise her sister. She cleared it with the family and the boyfriend, and uh, she even ended up driving down to go get the ring because um, I forget. I think he couldn't get away from uh, the girlfriend that he was going to propose to. So he's like, "Someone's got to go get the ring." So wow. they drove two hours to go get the ring to have it happen on their big on day. her so wedding really- day, and she yeah. she was all in on it wow, too. Good I've for never her. heard of that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, nice moment. That's, that's, that's and, cool. And you are really dead inside, John. We've known you for years. <laughs> So it's for you true. to be moved by this, yeah, this is significant. Yeah. That, there must have been a good dessert tray he was at at the time that this happened. <laughs> like you know what? Well, this the same is time, yeah. a beautiful looking cobbler. I can just picture Couple? it. No cobbler. <laughs> I can just picture it. He might have stopped eating for five seconds <laughs> to see this take place. Either that. Okay, I forgot to mention the really important part. The salmon was spectacular. The salmon. Yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> It's either that or the crying came when he was so surprised by the proposal, he dropped something. And there goes that bite of the, that lovely uh, little custard. <laughs> Did you say the salmon was spectacular in Owen yes, Sound, sir. where they host the Salmon Spectacular oh. Fishing Derby? Oh, he didn't even notice it. No, I didn't. Wow, I'm I would like, have been proud of I'm that. I'm like, is that an old school John Rashad pun? That the king was of puns. Good. That was good. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we need to get that in your audio system. You can play that during the pod. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, how great was it to uh, to get back on topic? How great was it to see all the responses to last week's episode of the OT with Hall of Fame baseball writer Bob Elliott? Yeah, I'm so pumped I missed that. He was so great. He was so good talking about uh, his stories about Brett Laurie and yep. David Wells, George Bell. Um, he had some great stories there, too. Calling out Matt for missing the recording. I know. Yeah. Hall of Famer calls me out. You just liked it because he patted you on the back about your questions. I know. I know. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Hey, he asks questions for a living. He knows when someone asks a good question. What can I say? Another great question, John. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bob, we've talked about you a lot. Now let's talk about me for a little bit. (laughs) Which of the questions I asked you was your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I have to say, one of my favorite emails came from Beverly in Calgary who wanted Manny to pronounce Okotoks after he butchered it. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it how badly I did it. I will never forget Okotoks anymore, but Okotoks, I don't even... I don't even, I can't repeat how bad it was. Oh, you have was to go a, back and listen to there it. There was an R in there somewhere. <laughs> I think there was a nine. The worst part is I practiced it for like two hours before the recording. And I still butchered it. Okotoks. I will never forget that. There again. you go. <laughs> well, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back, enjoy the conversation with Bob Elliott, uh, one of the best baseball writers of our generation, still working for the Canadian Baseball Network uh, and talking about some of the up-and-coming Canadian prospects uh, who, of course, are following their dreams in the sport. And um, another way that you can tell someone is really uh, influential in their craft is when other writers talk about who their favorite writer is, and it's often Bob Elliott. So. And uh, baseball is where we're going to start this debate show, and we'll also talk about some hockey, some football, soccer, and, of course, some music. And right now we're down to the final four in the chase for the World Series, the Boston Red Sox versus the Astros, and the Braves are battling the Dodgers. What do you guys like about the postseason so far? Yeah, I think the Braves have been a great story. You know, uh, lose Okunia, they lose uh, Ozuna. Um, you know, the uh, Soroka was is it Soroka that was hurt earlier in the year as well? So like they're down like three pretty important people on on their team and and still um, you know it, it, absolutely in the series against uh, against the Dodgers who would be the best team left um, standings wise. And, and I still don't really know if I'm enjoying. The Astros getting kicked in the face or if it would have been nice to just get them through one more time to to then get kicked in the face. So it's a little early for me for the, for the Astros, but uh, no, there's, there's been some great games so far. Boston seems like a bit of team of destiny, right? Like it's got that feel. It does it have does. that feel, right? Yeah. Like and we've seen this before recently, right? Like yeah. it seems like Boston could do no wrong, although. Uh, I know we've talked about previously in the episodes how great would it be to see the Astros and the Dodgers in the World Series. I like the way the Braves are playing, but I have to wonder if um, the Dodgers' use of their starting pitchers in the bullpen Mm -hmm. is coming back to bite them, Mm -hmm. right? So Max Scherzer gets the big save in Game 5 against the Giants, and then he goes out for Game 2 of the series against the Braves lasts four and a third and even after the game he talked about how tired he was for sure like, it was like a dead arm basically right. uh, and Urias mm-hmm. didn't start game five he he came on in the third inning yeah did that again in game two against Atlanta I'm just yeah. wondering if it's coming back to bite them like I know it was a thrill when Bumgarner did it for the Giants yeah. when they won it but it seems like, this is backfiring on the Dodgers. You know, it all kind of started when Andrew Miller did this with the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was their closer, and then they get into the playoffs. And and for me, that uh, ultimately, for me, it comes down to, like, you won 107 of 192 games this way. Why are we changing it now? Like, mm-hmm. I know it's shorter, but it's still... Five games, seven games, seven games. You know, like you're you're playing game two of a best of seven series that you're down one nothing, like it's game seven. There's not seven game sevens in every round to just win that round and go to the next round. 
So Andrew Miller was doing that with the Indians, and he was un- incredibly successful at it. That he was their closer. He'd come in in the fifth inning and shut him down when they needed to get a couple of big outs. He'd come in the next inning in the seventh. He'd come in the next game in the in the ninth. And so they started working it around. But yeah, I mean Max Scherzer is not a relief pitcher. So sure, it's going to be a different dynamic for him to come into a game in a in a different in a different moment that he's never pitched in all season long. And the starters in general in in baseball, and this just shows we've talked about the Blue Jays. We talked about bullpens and and that the bullpens were never really that uh, strength of the Blue Jays and that it was going to end up ultimately being one of the reasons that they weren't going to have success, even if they did get into the playoffs. Because like these teams, bullpens are pitching more than their starters now. Like your starter, if you have an okay first inning and a decent second inning, like the second time around, not even they're starting to pull some of these starters. So like you're getting Walker Bueller pitching two innings. Yeah. Like isn't that the guy that got you and that you were riding all year long that led the National League in innings pitched for a starter? You're going to give him two because he gave up a run in the second inning on a sack fly, and now you're scared and you think they're on to him. So you go get Max out of the bullpen and he's no good, and now you've burned two starters. You know, and Houston's doing the same thing in the American League, and it's I I don't understand why the philosophy change at this point of the season. I find it ironic less than a week ago we were talking to Bob Belliott about how one of his favorite moments in the World Series was Jack Morris going 10 innings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and we will never see that ever again. No, not at all. And a lot was made. You mentioned Game 5. A lot was made of the way Game 5 ended between the Dodgers and the Giants on a check swing that was called a strike. It's not reviewable, but should it be? See, I think it should be reviewed. Um, first of all, I think the um, the umpire made a bad call because on check swings, check swings. If you don't know for sure, you don't make the call and you appeal down to the first base ump or the third base ump, right? The umpire should have done that, right? Normally, the catcher would appeal or something right. like that, so you call a ball and <laughs> and uh, the catcher appeals. I, I I just think the umpire made a, a bad... He obviously made a mistake because it wasn't a strike. But he made a mistake, a judgment mistake, by not calling it a ball and letting the umpire with a better angle call it. Should I... Do I think it should be reviewable? 100%. It should be reviewable. And hopefully Major League Baseball will do that in the future. Um, Giants fans who are crying, it should have been reviewable at that moment. That's not why you lost the series. You scored... 10 runs in five games, mm-hmm. right? You need to score more than two runs a game mm-hmm. to win a baseball playoff series. So I don't think that cost him the series. Could he have done something against Max Scherzer? We will never know. But I do think Major League Baseball has to take these opportunities, for example, and go, okay, we need to tweak this to get with the times. After all, it is 2021 and we have this new technology that we can use. I think anything that you could review, review it. I mean, you have the technology. Cameras are everywhere. Why won't sports commit to making everything reviewable? Give teams a certain number of reviews a game, and let's try and get these things right. It kills me when something is wrong that could have been right easily. Yeah, and for me, the, the reviewable side of things, so this is, this is going to be my, uh, my concern. So I don't think this is, should be a reviewable play. I don't know what a check swing is. I don't know looking from the side angle 
with his wrists go forward or if the bat's going forward or whatever it is, I don't know that what that is or how video can tell us one way or the other what that judgment is. I don't think that rule has ever been very clear. My problem with the whole thing is that this this reminds me of, of Jim Joyce. When you're in a position like this, that a game, a series, whatever it matters, you don't go with the the difficult choice. If he checks a swing and he holds up and it looks like it was very close and then you look at it afterwards and he definitely did not, by definition, why is out the first one that you go with? To literally end a series. You ended a playoff series on a check swing 90 feet away. That's not a that's not an issue for me for review. That's a why would you why would you decide that, that that's the end of the series? So how does baseball correct that? Because it's a human error, and I mm-hmm. totally agree with you that's a human error. We're on the same page. But baseball, it's incumbent on baseball to correct it. Mm-hmm. And when we posted on social media, we asked, should it be reviewable or should there be robots, umps? Right. And everybody and, loves and, the robots. Yeah, and there's a lot of mixed reaction <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people love the robots, yeah. and then there were a few other people who said, no, no bots yet. Yeah. So it's inc- isn't it not incumbent on Major League Baseball to fix that? Absolutely, it is. It is a hundred percent. And you know, one thing that I even read at, and you talk about robots, and it, and it gets even more ridiculous is sensors. So like you can put a place, and in general idea, you can put a place in the ground in front of the plate where there is a sensor that you would be able to mark somehow if somebody's hands crossed. A certain path or the bat cross the something like that i read that out like okay everybody bats a little bit different there would be a lot of a lot of kinks to work through on that so i don't i don't know how baseball fixes that as much as i'm so pro replay i'm also anti making this a longer game than it already is so no i don't think everything should be should be reviewable for the sake of reviewing it unless like john says you're going to put restrictions in and sorry we can't review this you don't have enough replays but we see it in every sport right in football the last two minutes the replay call does not come from the coaches it comes from upstairs you see that in the nba and all that so i'm assuming that's where it's going to come from 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 major league baseball anyways so i I don't know i don't know how to to correct all these things because baseball uh, is the most intricate of all of of the games, especially when you're just looking at that motion. Like that's a blink of an eye motion that I've never, even from the angle, really understood how the first base umpire has a better view or the third base umpire has a better view 90 feet away than the guy that's standing right there. Do you think any of it comes down to the arrogance of the umpire too? willing to end a series on that call because i know you've said that before that umpires have big egos and they're hypersensitive do you think that uh, he just didn't want to appeal and see from another angle listen there are a number of umpires baseball players have said this i I think it's um it's it's well talked about in baseball circles (laughs) there are many umpires who have power trips Mm mm-hmm Right. And I can't say specifically about this umpire who made the call because I don't know enough about him. But I I do believe what we're hearing in many baseball circles, that there are many umps who are power tripping. For sure. I mean, really, the, nobody else decides this game more than umpires. And, and no other sport is the umpire referee involved 
literally pitch by pitch or outcome by outcome as much as they are in baseball. I mean, to me, you know, check swings are, are one thing. I mean, did he did he swing? Did he not swing? Let, let's go. Let's go crazy and let's go to the opposite end. How about you can put your bat wherever the hell you want. If you don't touch the ball, it's a ball. If you touch the ball, it's a strike. So you could swing all the way around and like hold up you know, before it hits your back and say, I, I, I was checked my swing. If you didn't swing. It's a ball or it's a strike. Like, you know, the, the check swing thing for the way that that series end is extremely disappointing. And I wanted to ask you guys about the fireworks on Monday night where Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox, mocked Carlos Correa of the Houston Astros by pointing at his wrist for Correa's trademark, It's Time Celebration. Tell me about that gesture, why you did it, and your manager's reaction to it. I mean, that, that was something that was part of the game, you know I mean? Uh, I mean, the moment, the atmosphere and everything. Um, I really want to say apologize because I do that, you know, but like like I say, it just was it just was part of the game, you know? So something that like sometimes the some things get in your mind and you just do things like that. But I really like, I feel bad right now because I do that, you know what I mean? But the good thing, we win the game and go out there and win another one tomorrow. Erod felt bad about doing it after the game. His manager, Alex Cora, didn't like it, but Correa didn't have a problem with it. What about you guys? I didn't have no problem with it. Like, I I think showing more personality in any sport is a good thing for sport and attracts more fans to the game. Uh, it draws attention to it. If you're an Astros fan and you love Correa's It's My Time trademark, you love it. If you hate the Astros, it's another reason for you to hate the Astros. And it draws your ire, it draws your passion into the game, into the sport. Now, it, same thing goes for hockey. Same thing goes for football. Same thing goes for soccer, basketball. I think anything that you can draw uh, or attract more passion from fans or a fan base is a good thing. I agree with that because I'm the same way with even the Atlanta Braves now. I go back to when they played the Jays in the 90s in the World Series, and I still hate them for the Tomahawk job, mm-hmm. even now. So I will always passionately cheer against the Atlanta Braves every step of every series for the rest of my life. I love Carlos Correa for it. I love the the it's time thing. And I love that he's all right with the other guy doing it back to him after he gets, yeah, I mean, if you if you dish it out, you better be able to take it. I really don't like that Alex Cora gets involved in this. Why is this your problem? Really? Why are you, uh, oh, I, I didn't like that he, Why that do he you did, think that, that is your, That's your pitcher. You had no, you didn't say anything about Carlos Correa doing it. And when your pitcher does it back, I don't like that. Go, go away. What are you talking about? Who cares? Really? It's you my time. Yeah. You don't like that your pitcher is showing excitement for getting a very dangerous player out who's been the, maybe the most dangerous of, of that team in this series after they mocked you the earlier in the series. Stop. Yeah, why do you think that. that is? I don't know. Is I don't he, know. Is he like old school? Like he's, you know how some managers are. Don't don't give them uh, headline fodder or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Don't don't give them anything to say to put on bulletin board material. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what he's? That seems like very old school, right? It does, and it it doesn't make a lot of sense coming from him because he played. I'm sure he you know had moments where he 
pumped his fist or something like that. Like, I mean, what are you know what are we getting at here? You you expect Carlos Correa in a playoff game to hit a, a monster home run like he did and just saunter off to first and run around, get a little high five to the third base coach and then go sit down because you don't want to offend anybody. Get get real. That's that's embarrassing. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. My God. And now it's time for our play of the week, picked by you, our listeners, and social media followers. And the winner this week is from the world of soccer. David plays it down the line. Look out, that ball staying in, and Davies is on it. Davies takes it away. 2v1. Davies has Buchanan. Alfonso Davies keeps it himself. Goal! Alfonso Davies, are you kidding me? Alfonso Davies ran 50 yards to beat a Panama player to the ball and then scored for Canada in their 4-1 victory last week. That was an unbelievable play. Yeah, it was pretty uh, good. <laughs> pretty good? <laughs> I, I voted for it, Manny. I voted for a soccer player. Attaboy, at least you voted this week, I didn't right? vote for that one. <laughs> you, you voted for Bertuzzi? Yeah! Sick! Four goals in one game. This guy scored one. Get real. <laughs> oh, come on. He scored one goal. This guy Did scored you see four. how fast he ran 50 yards to get that ball? This guy stole. And then the, kept it in bounds. Stole the ball from another player. Made a move. Then scored into the net. Gave Canada a 2-1 lead at the time. They won 4-1. It changed the momentum in the entire game. All because of one player. The net's about the size of Panama, oh so it was probably God. pretty easy for him to just boot that in. And go. Tyler what about Bertuzzi, taking the ball away? Tyler Bertuzzi can't even get into Canada, this guy. That's how badass he is. Well, that's because Four goals in the first because game. he won't get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> the, t- the two-time Stanley Cup champions just what? Uh, just see uh, how big uh, hole, uh, how big of a hole the defenseman that's, gave that's him. That's not his problem that they can't gap after winning two Stanley Cups. The Alfonso Davies goal may be the play of the year. The play of the year for Canadian soccer, it probably is. No, <laughs> did, did you see how much attention that social media post got around the world? My phone is still. <laughs> I'm still getting these damn notifications. I had to turn my notifications off for two days. We're in Stratford for the weekend. My my girlfriend thinks I'm dealing drugs or something. Why does your phone keep beeping? And I go, so what a shot. What a shot. What a shot. Who are these people? And and the quote tweets? I can't even read the language half the time. They could have been drop spots. I don't know. <laughs> Nearly a thousand likes. Yeah. Just on our Twitter account, the post. Yeah. Uh, 317,000 views of the, the video. Again, just from our, our post. That's just on Twitter. Yeah. Right? That doesn't count Facebook. That doesn't count Instagram. Like, this may be the play of the year around the world. Will you guys jump on the soccer bandwagon already? Hey, I'm with you on this goal, and I will say, whenever you watch a movie that has soccer in it, and it's always, like, badly, badly acted, and it's a play that you're like, that would never happen, that was one of those plays that actually did happen. Our play of the week, a great one. A probably a candidate for play of the year. It would be. Brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. 
Are you referencing Ladybugs for shot? <laughs> Soccer movie where something <laughs> unexpected would happen. <laughs> wasn't there? Was, was there? Oh my god, that's terrible. Was there a Little Giants movie? Something little was Giants. that soccer that was or football? That was, was football. That football? Yeah, okay. that was football. <laughs> I had to do some digging Rashad on that one. in the kids' Rod- movies. Rodney Dangerfield, Ladybugs. <laughs> Ladybugs. What year was that? 1992. Hey, that movie gets no respect. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Uh, and remember to vote in our poll on social media. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Twitter and Instagram accounts every Monday. If you can find some room in your day to do that, take a look. We always post the four videos. You get a chance to select which play is your favorite. And then we will reveal the winner on uh, Wednesday episodes. Alfonso Davies, soccer. Unbelievable. Love it. Unbelievable. And now let's talk some hockey. Defensemen are getting paid. Ryan Pulock, Charlie Mc- McAvoy. Is it McAvoy or McAvoy? McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah. Charlie McAvoy and Matthias Ekholm all signed new contracts last week. Since this debate worked so well last week on our conversation about forwards signing contracts, I thought we'd try it again. Which deal is the best? <laughs> I'm going how about first. the start? <laughs> By the way, how about the start? Mika Zibanejad, you give him money, he actually puts it out. Point a game to start the season for the New York Rangers. He's been unbelievable. Nick Suzuki leading his team in plus minus. <laughs> Montreal's off to a terrible start. Yikes. Yikes. Terrible. And they were getting smoked Tuesday night by San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Not, not good. Not good. Not good. Okay. So, <laughs> and that's the end of that. That was a great debate last week. It was really fun. Okay, so Rashad wants to do it again with defense. Okay. okay. All right. Who do you have? I got him. Okay, so Ma- the opposite. Matthias Ekholm. Yeah. Might be the worst deal. Okay? He signed four-year, 25 mil. He's 31 years old already. He's 6.25 a year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's I'm, it's good money for him. It's value for him a little bit. But he is 31. Signed him to a four-year extension. Yeah. But Nashville had to get rid of Ryan Ellis to ensure that they signed this, to right? Remember remember Ryan Ellis got dealt in the offseason, right? So, so for me, it's either between Charlie McAvoy, who signed an eight-year, $76 million contract, that's nine and a half million a year, mm-hmm. or Pollock, who signed an eight-year, forty-nine point two million. That's six point one five million dollar contract a year. Okay, so I'm like, well, Pollock is making three million dollars less a year. Mm-hmm. He's twenty-seven years old. Eight years will take him, right? So yeah. it'll take him till he's thirty-five. <clears throat> I looked at his numbers: one hundred and twenty-one points. Plus 40 in the last four years. He's helped the Islanders get to the conference final twice. So I'm like, okay, this signs looks look like a really good deal. But Charlie McAvoy is only 23 mm-hmm. at eight years. Yes, I know it's nine and a half million dollars a year, but that's what Seth Jones signed for. And he's four years older. And he Seth Jones does not have the offensive numbers. That McAvoy has. He drives play five on five and on the PK. He hasn't put up the points on the power play yet, but every time he's on the ice, he makes something happen for Boston. I think at nine and a half million dollars at the age of 23, 
I hate to say it because I hate Boston, but I think that's a great deal for the Bruins. So I'm going to pick the McAvoy deal. And I'm going to take Ryan Polak because there's... You love the Islanders. Uh, the, the Islanders are going to win the Stanley Cup okay. this year, which we know already. We've already discussed that. <laughs> We've already covered that. Ryan Polak, team, very team-friendly deal. Yeah. For a guy who's... Okay, age doesn't matter to me. If you want to show that, you can uh, listen to our conversation from last week in the the forwards debate. I don't really care how old he is at the end of the year. You look at that team that uh, the New York Islanders have have assembled and what Lou Lamorello has done. There's still breathing room there. None of those guys are free agents until the end of next season. So they still have a window of time, which gives Lou a chance to go out and do something big this year, which I think he's going to do. I'm interested to see... If they're going to get in on the Jack Eichel thing, I'm starting to hear some rumors from my Islanders people that they're making phone calls that they might be interested in, in making that move. So there's still some flexibility there. I think this ended up being one of those contracts that maybe at the end is going to kind of kick you because you you had to make the deal and you had to be that long. Sure, but it's not as much of a cap hit. Still gives them some flexibility. He's still not old at the end of the year, and the Islanders are going to win the Stanley Cup. He's going to be 35 at the end of the contract, though. But he is right now. He and uh, and the other defenseman that they have, um, they're uh, Pelic, right? Yes. Um, they're both signed until 29-30. So, like, that is their dynamic two defensemen that have done very well for them and served them very well already locked up the forward lines are already locked up like there's not a lot that the islanders have to worry about where the bruins seem to be the ones that they're you know they're really paying charlie mcavoy for the four five six season of that contract where i think that ryan Pollock done is being done right now so that they can they can get moving the next couple of years yeah but their window is two years the islanders right for sure. Three years it's not eight years I just don't like the eight-year commitment that they've given to this. I don't like eight-year deals for anybody to begin with. But McAvoy, he's only going to be 31 at the end of that deal. Mm. Like I You're think so hell-bent on age. You're so hell-bent on age. Well, because in today's game, you know, you 20 years ago, 30 years ago, if you were over the age of 30, you were past your prime. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, not so much. Usually... 28 to 32, 33, you're in your prime, right? Just the way the game has changed. Uh, the You know, the younger younger players are dominating at a younger age too, and Charlie McAvoy is dominating right now too for the Boston Bruins. How do these deals compare to Quinn Hughes? Quinn Hughes making $7.8 million a year. Who would you rather have, Hughes or McAvoy or question. Pollock? <clears throat> I'd probably go Pollock, actually. Oh, so now you're on Matt's bandwagon now. See? (laughs) There's going to be the the, the NHL and everyone, every sport in general is going to shift at some point. The league has shifted to basically like a basketball format where there aren't really positions anymore. Everybody just moves around the ice and, and you know, right, the defensemen right, right. are in, in on the play and, and all of that. There will be a team, and, and Lou Lamorello is very well known for constructing these teams through his entire career that plays more of a lockdown, that plays more positionally. He's got a guy that can do that, Ryan Pollock. They don't need a whole lot of offense from him where Charlie McAvoy, I think they do. They don't think he's reached 
anywhere where he should be at this point or what they're going to be counting on for him at this point. So I, I like the Pollock deal a lot. I, I think he's a, I think he's a sturdy defenseman. And again, like I said, you're paying him eight years. And, and who knows, in year five, somebody gets hurt or, or whatever. But you're paying Ryan Pollock to be the man for the next two or three years, which is the Islanders' window. And it still gives them room to move, which I think is exactly what Lou Lamorell is trying to do. Here's Tierney. Out front for King. Scores! Evander Kane with his first career hat trick makes it 4-3 San Jose. That was Evander Kane's first career NHL hat trick, but he's not scoring goals anytime soon. The league has suspended Kane for 21 games for submitting a fake COVID-19 vaccination card. Is that too severe a penalty or not severe enough? That is nowhere near enough. He should be gone for the entire season. These are the kinds of players that you know like we see with with Kyrie and and you see with different players in in basketball with the vaccination and, and sure Tyler Bertuzzi as well if you're going to throw that into the mix too like if you're not going to comply then you can't play if you're going to fake that you complied and and present a card that says that you've got it and you didn't you are harming not just your hockey team. You are harming their families. You are harming the people that work for that organization that make far less money than you do. That is just a, I don't give a shit, woe is me, walk around attitude. I hate it. I think you should be done for the year. The only thing that was worse than the act, of course, is the apology and the statement that comes out afterwards about how he's learned from it and he made a mistake and it was poor judgment. Dude, you knew what was going on the whole time because you basically either bought or got someone to give you a fake ID card that said that you got your two COVID shots during a worldwide pandemic and you didn't. You do not have any respect for hockey. You don't have respect for your teammates. You don't have respect for their families, the people that work for these organizations, the fans. Get out of here. I agree completely. I throw the book at them. I don't think there's really a punishment severe enough i have been so careful during this pandemic and if i found out that somebody who i was close to told me that they had been vaccinated and they hadn't been i would be it would be the end of a friendship for sure i would end a friendship over that because that is willing to risk someone's life for your personal convenience there's a lot going on with Evander Kane, obviously, about some of the other investigations that the NHL conducted and, and did not find any other issues with them, whether it be betting on games, uh, abuse, uh, domestic abuse, that sort of thing. He obviously needs counseling. And, you know, mental health has been a big issue in sports. Carey Price is going through uh, the NHLPA program. This Evander Kane needs to go through a similar program and from his statement that he released, sounds like he is. I thought 21 games was enough, knowing that maybe he could face criminal charges. Because remember, in Canada and the U.S., you could be charged criminally mm -hmm. for showing a, uh, a fake COVID-19 vaccination card. So I'm, I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop and go, okay, 21 games from the NHL is fine because he's going to jail mm -hmm. or he's going to face legal trouble. From what I've read, he's not facing any legal trouble for Nothing. this. So I agree with you guys wholeheartedly that 21 games is not enough then because, and I'm shocked by it, like this is a, a huge opportunity for the governments in Canada and the U.S. to go, this is a severe case. We're taking the pandemic seriously. We're taking fraud seriously. 
that we need to throw the book at this person for trying to use a fake vaccination card. Mm-hmm. And it sends a message to regular Joe and Jane public out there. And I'm shocked that the governments are not doing this. So I would suggest that the NHL should have stepped up and have done something more severe. And I'm, I'm disappointed that the governments haven't done that. Like, I hope what Evander Kane is going through he fixes and becomes a better human being but he does have some other issues he made a grave mistake here and he needs to be punished for it are you ready and now it's time for rapid fire and the nba regular season begins this week which storyline are you guys most watching well, I'm watching Ben Simmons and the 76ers storyline. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting because uh, two days earlier, before he got suspended by his team, uh, there was a video that showed the team in a huddle uh, at the end of practice and everybody got their hands in. Ben Simmons was standing five feet away bouncing a basketball, not in the huddle. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going well. Yeah, yeah. And then two days later... Uh, he gets suspended by Doc Rivers because he's not taking part in drills and got kicked out of practice, mm-hmm. got suspended one game. Like, I'm surprised it's only one game. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not going to be a part of the team, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing here? Exactly. Right. The only This is obviously the only reason he's there is so he doesn't get fined. Right. I'm here so I don't. I get paid. Right. But that's basically what he's doing. And, and so... How long is this storyline going to last before it blows up? We posted Joel Embiid on our social media feed talking about, you know. Doesn't care about him. I don't care about this guy anymore. Yeah. I'm not a babysitter. Yeah. I don't care about this guy anymore. Like, this is high drama in the NBA. This is my biggest storyline here that I'm watching. And I'm going to watch the Kyrie story and how that breaks out in, in Brooklyn to see what happens there. There are many pugnants and uh, is it pugnants? Pundits? Pundits. Pundits yeah. and prognosticators? Pundits and prognosticators that are suggesting that Brooklyn trade this guy. If he can only play in half the games and for the same reasons that, you know, he's, he's going to become an issue. And this is a team that, uh, to those same people, the the Brooklyn Nets are a favorite, are are maybe the favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, if he's only playing part time, and you can get some more value for him, and you can move him somewhere that he might be able to play a little bit more based on whatever state rules are, I, I'd be very interested to see if they do that. But who's going to give you value for him? Because I don't think anybody would. Yeah. And he's not going to play for Brooklyn because Brooklyn has said. Hey, he's not yeah. going to be a participant until he's fully vaccinated. And again, this is one of your your star guys, one of your big three-headed monsters. So, so selfish. Like, this is such a selfish move by Kyrie Irving. It just amazes me with that much money on the line, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, these guys are richer than any of us will ever, ever really know. But like... You know, Tyler Bertuzzi's leaving four hundred grand on the table for yeah. this. Evander Kane's getting fined thirty five thousand dollars a day. Yeah, because he used a fake vaccination card. Like, yeah. come on! Like, you're losing thirty five grand a day, and you're going through bankruptcy court, right? Like, Ben Simmons is going to practice, so he doesn't lose the money. And right. then we got guys who are willing to throw their money away for nothing. I know it's wild. And which NBA team do you think will win it all this year? 
Because man, I'll tell you, I know nothing about the NBA. <laughs> it, it's it's imp- I didn't even know it started this week, to be honest with you. Uh, so I mean, I'll uh, I'll be the most uneducated uh, basketball predictor, and I'll say, uh, who's any good? I'll take the Lakers. I never bet against LeBron. And in the East, I mean, I, I guess you got to. I've just talked about what a big problem it's going to be in Brooklyn. So I guess I got to take Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know who any sleepers are other than Cade Cunningham and the Pistons. And I don't think the Raptors are going to be very good. So that's that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got, boys. The Lakers got older. Yes. Um, but they also got better. And if LeBron stays healthy and AD stays healthy, I think the Lakers make some noise there. Mm. The Jazz kept their nucleus. Phoenix is making another run here. Um, the other teams are hurt. Denver, Jamal Murray, they're missing him. Kawhi Leonard's not with the Clippers. Klay Thompson's not with Golden State. Mm-hmm. So there are some questions about those other teams. Um, I like the Lakers because I think they will be healthy. And like you said, don't bet against LeBron. In the East, you know, Miami's got Kyle Lowry. I think they're better for that. Trey Young in Atlanta. But I still think it comes down to Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And I'm going to say the Nets are better without Kyrie. Oh, wow. I'm okay. Say they're better without Kyrie because now you got just Harden and Durant. You don't have Kyrie fighting for possession of the ball yep, anymore. Yep. Um, and I think you can get the other more role players involved uh, to be better defenders or better rebounds mm-hmm. to get the ball to Durant or Harden more. And I think Durant's pissed he hasn't won a title in a couple of years. What I think is going to be interesting is to see. Um, we saw Giannis. We saw how the big man just dominated in those those last couple rounds and how nobody could defend it. I'm interested to see if, and we talked about this before, if the big man starts creeping back oh, into yeah. the NBA a little bit more in the way that they have to to play against some of these systems. Just like, you know, we saw the run and gun with Steph and all them, and, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to shift away from that anytime soon, but you're going to have to start paying attention and, and pulling some 6'11", 7-foot guys in on your roster pretty soon because there's some big dudes out there that are some of the best players in the league. I think, um, for me, I think, like Manny, I think the Nets are going to be talented enough and uh, still managed to make some noise in the east and then i think the clippers i think if Kawhi gets healthy towards the end of the season if they get in as a seventh or an eighth and then everyone's healthy i think they could make some noise Ooh, in the Ooh interesting okay going deep there <laughs> and uh, cam newton says he's now fully vaccinated and still wants to play football which nfl team should consider signing him do you guys think well uh, you know, I said originally when he lost his job with the Patriots that I think Dallas might be a, mm-hmm. a good spot for him. Dak hurt his hamstring in the win against New England. Um, you know, for Dallas to fall off the wagon like that and lose Dak and now to have a suitable backup because they've played so well and they have aspirations of going deep into the playoffs. I think they need a capable backup. I mm-hmm. still like Cam Newton going there. Seattle without Russell Westbrook. We saw Geno Smith get give up the ball late yeah. against Pittsburgh in overtime. Yeah. If Seattle wants to compete in that very tough West division with San Fran and Arizona no. and the Rams, you know, they're going to need to make a decision they're about quarterback. Tough. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at the teams that are struggling. Like, do the Jets get a veteran to help teach Zach Wilson? Is Cam Newton that player? I I don't know. I still like Dallas, though. Okay, um, I'm. I don't have anybody to be honest with you. I, you. I just don't. I just don't think he. I think he's. 
He would only be useful as a starter. I mean, if you're going to bring him in because you're go- you've lost your quarterback for an extended period of time, Seattle does make sense. Like you said, Dallas does make sense. At this point for me, it seems like it's way too much work to to bring in for a backup quarterback. I don't know that he I don't know anything about him, obviously. I don't think he's really the the teacher type that he's going to be able right. to put anybody under their wing. I, I see I that. think he wants the spotlight more than anything. I think he becomes a distraction. I would, uh, running an NFL team, injured quarterback or not, I'd have no interest. See, I don't think he'd be a distraction in Dallas, though. Right? Uh, like, Dallas is a distraction. Right. So. The, whole, <laughs> the whole organization is chaos, right? Yeah, yeah. But Dak Prescott is clearly the number one there, right? So it's more insurance than anything. For sure. And I'm shocked that it hasn't happened yet. And we have an email from Matt in Fort Erie who writes about the Buffalo Sabres allowing their players to pick their own goal songs. So Matt wants to know, what would be our goal songs? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. You sent this to us earlier in the week, and I've had a hard time thinking of, of which one I, w- I would pick. So I, I go back to my days playing soccer, um, and we played Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get us revved up. Yeah. And I always thought that that would be a good goal song. You yeah. know, like the the chorus there in that song. That would be. That would, I still feel like that would be a good, cool goal song. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Rashad? Um, I had two, actually, that I was thinking about. Um, when I was in high school, uh, junior high, our team was the Blackburn Thunderbirds. So ACDC Thunderstruck was always the uh, yeah. the big yeah. song for our team. And then um, I also like Let's Get It Started by Black Eyed Peas. I know that I'm a pretty white guy for that song, but I love that song. <laughs> it's such a good... It's such a good pump you up kind of a song. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. See, I was overthinking it probably because like I see where you're going with the pump up songs and I, I can think of pump up songs. But after I've scored, I just want to party, right? I, I, I want to celebrate. So I'm going with Miley Cyrus party in the year. Oh, my oh, stop. God. <laughs> Get out of here. Stop. <laughs> Dump it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hands up the back. Oh, the no, song. no. That's way different than Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood. You, might, you know, like Dr. Feel. he's the one they call Dr. Feelgood. Oh, yeah, he's the one that song. makes you feel all It's a great right. song. It's a great song. No, I, it would have to be something much more like upbeat, uh, up-tempo kind of uh, like levels or something like that um okay. for me i okay. think would be would be one of those yeah. um you know i'm i'm sure any of these little uh these little ditties that i i listen to that uh in the car ditties. the little ditties that are cranked up uh, adele easy on me uh, you know any of those Photograph by Nickelback. Oh, you know. every time I do, it makes me laugh. Marvin Gaye, let's get it on her. <laughs> that would be a good one, actually. They got the horn going off. Everybody's jumping around. Let's get it on. Sugar. <laughs> I think we got a winner. Oh, good question, Matt. And I'm impressed that the Sabres did that. That's a cool thing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not su- I'm surprised that they don't bring a little bit more of a mix into that, right? Yeah, like yeah. baseball has had the walk-up songs for, for however long uh, that, uh, that uh, more, more teams or more sports aren't getting into that. It's a good question. And speaking of music, we have another submission for Pump It or Dump It. Danielle from Plymouth, Michigan has sent us this song.
That song is My Universe by Coldplay and BTS. So, fellas, pump it or dump it? BTS and BTS. Coldplay? Yeah. <laughs> does, does BTS do something with everyone, or does everyone want to do something with BTS? I think it's everyone wants to do something with BTS. Because they're so big in, they're in Asia, big. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I don't like this song at all. <laughs> this is dumping. Danielle? Is that who it was? Danielle, Danielle from Plymouth. Danielle. Right, yeah. I like Plymouth. Plymouth. Is that the CompuWare Sports? Yeah, I, Plymouth is great. I love great Plymouth. Can't there. wait to go back. Uh huh. Yeah. Watch Team USA there. Rashad, what do you think? But they better not be playing this song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is pretty bad. I don't like it either. <laughs> do you like it? I, I work with a guy named Chris Martin. No, I, I'm dead serious, and he hates it when you bring it up. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I think one of Does us. Does he like Coldplay? No, like you don't talk about it. Really? It's the first rule of Coldplay is you don't talk about Coldplay. <laughs> no, no way, no way. You don't don't talk about it. Oh at all. my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I mean Christopher Martin. I'm sure there's any number of thousands of Christopher Martins in the world, but um, no, he doesn't He doesn't like the comparison. Apparently, it's something that clients will bring up on the phone sometimes or in emails. Really? Like yeah, so it gets kind of annoying. You know what else is annoying? This is the worst song I've ever heard in my life. This is the worst song. You know what? I, I was going through YouTube. Of all, of all the of, songs. Of all of them. I would take the honky-tonk, uh, this is my dinner on a the fried chicken. and Fancy-like? Yeah, fancy-like, yeah. I would, I would listen to that song tied to a chair for six days in a row before I ever have to see or th- hear this crap again. I was on YouTube. I wish we had done this last week because my kid wouldn't sleep last night. So I was on, or last week. So I was on YouTube looking at the lullabies uh, for, for kids to go to sleep. This, this sort of worked. <laughs> he may have just smacked his head against the wall and knocked himself unconscious. Oh my God. Oh, this uh, is worse than way too sexy by Drake. This is worse. Worse. This is worse. It's like, like, when did music stop actually having a beat? Like, there's absolutely, it's just. Uh, it's Worse than terrible. Kanye's new album. Okay, no, that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I sent you a great suggestion like this week. Gone too far. You would, didn't use it. We had to take Danielle in Plymouth, and this is awful. <laughs> Well, we'll have to we'll have to do yours next Danielle. week, unless somebody else sends us one. It, oh, yeah. Please send us one. Uh, yeah, can somebody try to beat Danielle? Just send us silence for forty five seconds. You'll win. But don't send us BTS songs. No. Like, if I have to hear butter again, I'm gonna lose my mind. We are banning BTS from the show. Ever. The first ban. The first lifetime ban. BTS. Tweet that out and watch all the hate we get from yeah, all the yeah, You think they right like now. the soccer goal? <laughs> think we got a lot of views on the soccer goal? Why do we put out this? BTS ban. 13-year-old girls from around the world are rushing our houses. Hashtag BTS ban. <laughs> and that does it for rapid fire. Uh, way to end on a positive note, guys. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the debate. You can join the conversation with us on social media too. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. 
for future considerations on Facebook. Reminder as well, go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. There's 72 of them. One of them's got to be good. Right. We got some great interviews, conversations, not only with Bob Elliott, Jaden Lindo, Mike Fuda, many, many more. And don't forget to email us your questions and comments at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. And some songs, too, for Pump It or yeah, Dump It next we're time. We're at the bottom of the barrel, folks. <laughs> oh, BTS. You come on and sing Kumbaya, you're going to win next week. That's what we should do is put these songs against each other last week's to see which one which one wins. Oh, right. Just so we can so a continuous this, streak? Yeah, yeah that's which right. Song, which song lasts the longest? At number one, Rashad can be our Casey Kasem. At number one, for the fifth week in a row, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's Coldplay and BTS just farting. <laughs> this would never be number one in our in our podcast. It would never. Please don't send us any BTS songs. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode: London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition. And oh, my sweet children, are we in for a treat? He is going to be our guest on the next episode of For Future Considerations. The OT. He's going to talk about working out, athletic preparation, eating right. And Lord knows where else we're going to take this one or try to take this one. Yeah. Uh, is he going to show up, though? Didn't we try this you know, once before? We have a backup guest. Okay. We have a, a backup guest. Okay. But in case he does show up, we're going to have to say sorry to that backup guest. We just See, I don't believe he's real yet. You guys keep talking about this guy. I've never seen him. Oh, you wait. Oh, he's real. He is. He's real, John. <laughs> Uh, hey, he's spectacular. <laughs> says you or says him? <laughs> we'll find <Both>. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, remember to tune into the OT and we'll see if uh, Shane is real. And uh, thank you very much for listening to Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.